Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty. This is Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran and today I thought we'd do a very special spotlight episode on all things SPF. Even though you, of course, should be slathering on sunscreen no matter the time of year, we obviously have a lot more skin on display in the warmer months, making it more important than ever to slip, slop, slap. But the market is becoming more and more confusing with different types of sunscreen, messaging that's out there, tips, ETC. So I thought it was the perfect time to get into the nitty gritty of the topic and get our UBs to send in all of their questions that are SPF related, that are fuddling their brains. And to help me, I've brought in the mightily clever Hannah English from the U Beauty Collective. Hannah is a skin influencer and scientist with a background and special interest in all things SBF. So I thought that she was the perfect person to go to for some unbiased advice. So Hannah, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to U Beauty. Thank you. I'm honoured. I love talking about sunscreen and answering the common questions to everyone all at once instead of one at a time. I'm really excited. Oh my God, that's so true. I've just realised you probably get like hundreds of DMs per day where people are like asking you. So now you can just link them this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love talking sunscreen and it's funny, like they come up in summer and then you won't get them for a while because it's not summer and then they come up again. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that myth. So yeah, we're fresh. I'm excited to get into it. I'm not bored of the questions yet. Oh, good, good. Excellent. Okay. If I'd asked you to do this in February, you might be like, oh, God, no, sick of it. (laughs) Okay, so firstly, let's remind the UBs, Hannah, what is the difference between chemical and physical sunscreens? It's not as much as you think. So on a high level, the chemistry, a chemical sunscreen is organic. So it just means it's a carbon and hydrogen-based molecule, whereas physical is inorganic, which just means not really. There's a widespread assumption that chemical absorbs UV, whereas the physical reflects it, but they actually both mostly absorb it. In practice, the UV filters in the inorganic, so the physical, those are white pigments. So in a sunscreen, they can be a bit thick and unpleasant, especially on skin of color, like they leave a sort of grayish tint, whereas the organic ones, so chemical, often feel more silky and just a little bit more pleasant. And this question I thought was so interesting and I can relate to this so much at the moment. Can you still absorb vitamin D through the sun while wearing sunscreen? Yeah, definitely. In the same way that you can still tan or be sunburned while wearing sunscreen, but it has been studied too. And people that wear sunscreen daily are no more likely to be deficient in vitamin D. So that's good news. It's not active in your body until it's processed in the kidneys anyway, vitamin D. And I have a reference for a recommendation. So there's a combined recommendation from the Bone and Mineral Society, Dermatologists, Cancer Council, 
Osteoporosis Australia. And they say to wear sunscreen if the UV is three or more. There's a SunSmart app you can get that will literally tell you every morning. Oh my God, that's so handy. Okay, everyone needs to download that app. It's a Cancer Council's SunSmart app and you can even tell it what clothes you're wearing and it tells you like how much sunscreen to wear. That's so good because I know that as well, some people are probably like, oh, I've got to work out at 6am. Do I need to put sunscreen on for that? So then if that way they checked their app, checked what the UV was going to be, that would give them the answer. Definitely, because it will vary throughout the year. I love that. Okay, I'm definitely going to download that now. And Hannah, can you put sunscreen on over an oil? So a lot of questions came through about like doing morning skincare and a lot of people wanted to know because say if you've got dry dehydrated skin, you might still put an oil on in the morning. So can you still put on a sunscreen then? And are there any skincare products that do affect the efficacy of sunscreen? So sunscreen would be the last step in skincare before makeup and Look, I mean, our skin produces oil anyway, so it can interfere to an extent. And I think there's a big difference between, you know, a couple drops of face oil and, you know, a whole pipette full where it's sitting on your face. Like going full glow worm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think it can, and that's why oil cleansers work so well, right, because they do break up that film, that sunscreen and makeup form on your skin. But a little bit and the kind where your skin just needs it so it's going to absorb it anyway, I think that's fine. This is another question that I just saw, oh, my God, this is such – I mean, I don't have kids yet. I am pregnant. But should kids be wearing sunscreen every day too? So even if they're not going outside, like do you have any tips to get them to wear it as well? Because I'm sure – I don't know if you were a really well-behaved child, but I used to be like, no, and run away from my parents when they try to slather it on me. So I actually feel for all of the parents that were like – What's the go with kids in sunscreen? Yeah, I was also a bit of a handful and my parents would try to make me wear a rashi at the beach as well. And I was like, no, that's not cool. I don't want to wear that. Yeah. And then I get burnt. It depends what you mean by not going outside because, you know, sometimes you go to take the bin out or you go to the yard for a bit if you have one or hang out laundry, that kind of thing. So if you're really not going outside, I probably wouldn't bother having that fight with my kids (laughs) unless we were going outside you know for a walk something like that and the best tip I have is just to find one that they like using so there's this cute sunscreen brand from Australia called New Day Skin and they make a zinc based one and there's one that smells like apple and one that smells like vanilla they designed it so that kids would like applying it and I think that that might be a strategy yeah that's a good idea I've actually bought a couple of kids' sunscreens ever since I saw friends put it on their kids because of the glow. Like there's a whatnot one and then I think it's, oh, I don't know what the other brand is, but it's honestly just like putting a liquid highlighter on the skin. It's such a high SPF. It's like zinc, but I'm just like, why is your children's skin so glowing and glorious? And then I've gone out and bought all these children's sunscreens. (laughs) Like what do they need that glowing skin for? It's wasted on the youths. Okay, Han, is it one teaspoon for the face and neck or half? I'm very confused by the different messaging. And what about for the rest of your body? Because obviously, like, I mean, I'll tell you what, my thigh is a lot bigger than my best friend's thigh. So should we be using the same amount? It's very inconsistent. And I think that's a big reason why most people don't wear enough because there's no consistent, okay, we know we need to wear sunscreen, but we don't really get told how much. So it's half a teaspoon for face, neck and ears. 
the Cancer Council say a full one, and I think they mean for your whole head, like if you had no hair. <laughs> but we're hat people anyway, exactly. right? Because my son's smart. I'll try and explain the background. So when they test the sunscreen to get its SPF rating, they apply two milligrams per square centimetre. And when I hear that, I'm like, math's gone. <laughs> yeah. So that works out to about a gram for a face and a quarter teaspoon is 1.25 grams. So it's like a quarter teaspoon, but if there's a bit left in the measuring cup, and you don't get that all in your face, that's also fine. That's a lot more achievable. Trust me, when I've tried to slather a teaspoon <laughs> on my face, it wasn't pretty. No. It didn't look good. It looks better with a sheer sunscreen than with makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I used my It Cosmetics 50 Plus CC cream and I used a teaspoon. Woo! rest of the body so cancer council says one teaspoon per limb and then one for the front of your torso and one for the back I do think that you need to use common sense there because you know like I'm quite tall so one leg is probably a lot more space than someone that's not that tall I think that's a really good point common sense like just make sure your body's covered yeah if you do a teaspoon for an arm and you feel like that's too much maybe a bit of that can go on the leg to make up for it because my arm is also smaller than my leg but it's a nice starter at least one teaspoon per limb is easy-ish yeah so quarter for face half for face neck ears don't forget the inside of your ears and one teaspoon per limb for body Okay, I think that's a really good base for people to go off and then use your common sense. Yes. How come I can't use a little bit of several products that have SPF in it? So I used to do this until someone told me off and I was like, oh, no, I did not know what I was doing was wrong. But this is when I thought I had to use a full teaspoon and I was like, okay, well, I've used half a teaspoon of sunscreen and then half a teaspoon of like CC cream with SPF 50 in it. Why does it have to be the one product? It's just not been tested that way. So, you know, when they test SPF, they don't mix three and go, yes, this mixture has an SPF 50. So you're just not guaranteed to get the SPF on the label. And also because they have to kind of form an even layer over your skin, um, you might get patchy protection if they break each other up and it might not last as long. I've definitely been guilty of that though. <laughs> well, we have to learn, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can only do your best and at the time that was our best. So, you know, now we know. Exactly. And what are your thoughts on spray sunscreens? Because some people think differently about them. Yes, I know. Sometimes doctors say don't use them because most people don't use enough. I think they're fine so long as you use a lot. So my tip would be to do two layers because that way you know you've kind of covered everything. You might have missed something before. A lot of them end up in the air and not on your skin. Like have you ever used a fake tan mist and then the bottoms of your feet get tan yes because it ends up in the air and on the floor so I like to compensate with a little bit extra but I do like an alcohol-based sunscreen because I feel like they feel a bit lightweight on the skin and they absorb a bit better and they're just easy especially if you're already say at the beach sitting under your umbrella of course but like you don't have to then get sandy glugginess all over your pans and your limbs. Like they're just so easy. But I think you're exactly right. Like it's all about whether or not people are using them properly. So you don't just like 
quickly go over your body with a light mist. Like you need to use a lot. So they're probably not that economical really because you need to spray a fair bit and then it would run out. Yes, I would worry if you weren't running out because it's like, all right, well, are we are we not using enough? What's going on here? Or maybe you're just like me and you never leave the house. And what about powdered sunscreens? This seems very new. I hadn't heard about this, but when I asked the UBs, a few of them were like, oh, powdered sunscreens. And I thought, what? This is news to me. So the thing is, like, how are you going to get that much powder on your face to get that proper protection? They stress me out because I feel like some people use them as their sole SPF and there's this American creator, I think she's Canadian actually, Charlotte Palomino on Instagram and she has a UV camera. So she did an IGTV where she uses a powder sunscreen and she just can't get it to show up on that UV camera even though she's putting heaps on. So, yeah, I saw that and I was like, right Ooh, avoid. Even to touch up because... I feel like people think, oh, it's better than nothing, but you actually have this false sense of security that, oh, yeah, I've got sunscreen on, I've powdered and like. Yeah, because the thing is, is that a lot of people always do ask as well about reapplying over makeup. It's not actually hard. Like as soon as you figure it out, you can either use one of the beautiful mists or sprays on the market Or, I mean, I don't know about you, but I just go in with like a really moist beauty blender and just like pounce the extra sunscreen over the top and it just makes me look super glowy and doesn't move anything underneath. Yeah, yeah. I like to use this velour sponge. It's like Juno Co from Mecha Maxima because it doesn't absorb as much as the beauty blender. So I feel like it's going on my face and it actually mattifies a bit. And less waste. Yeah, that too, because like the nice sunscreens are not always cheap, especially when you're using a lot. No, they're expensive. It also makes me feel like such a bougie queen whenever I'm like, I'm just using this $50 sunscreen on my face, you know, because when you're growing up and your parents are trying to slap the $7 stuff all over you, that's probably where our hatred for it became. Yeah, and the sunscreen smell, like that unscented sunscreen smell. Oh, yes. And then it always used to make, actually, it still does. So it always can make eyes sting. Like, do you have any tips for that, especially when applying it for children? Or is it just that people are putting the product too close to their eyes? I have a couple tips and a couple product recommendations. So you can leave like a little half centimeter gap around your eyes. Depending on how oily the sunscreen is, I find that's what makes them more likely to travel into your eyes. So a really mattifying one is great for the eye area or you can set it with powder so put your sunscreen on and then put a setting powder like that heavy duty Laura Mercier loose powder great I really like the La Roche-Posay anti-shine one because it doesn't move and it sucks up all that eyelid oil that you get yeah and it doesn't sting my eyes so that's a good one just to use for eye area And finally, is it okay not to reapply on an office work from home day? So say you get up, you're really not doing anything, you go get your coffee in the morning, so you've obviously popped your sunscreen on for then. Do you still need to apply it through the day if you're just sitting at your desk? It depends how much light gets into your office. So like my study, I have big windows and they hit one side of my face, the driver's side as well. So annoying. When I worked in the office, I would do it before I stepped out for lunch and then again before I drove home. But yeah, it it depends. And the UV is highest in the middle of the day, right? That's why they recommend Mm. like avoid hard sun 11 till 3. So maybe if you step out, then reapply. I think that that's really 
tangible advice. Like it's everything you've sort of said is a lot more realistic and relatable than some, oh, no, you have to apply it every two hours because I think that can just overwhelm people and then they're like, but I literally am not doing anything. So I think that you've been super helpful. Thank you so much for joining me. You can follow Hannah on Instagram at miss underscore Hannah underscore E for the best sunscreen reviews you'll find. If you want me to spotlight something in particular, make sure you email us at youbeauty at mamamia.com.au or send us a voice note. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow with Lee for Friday recommendations. And if you don't want to miss a single episode of You Beauty Daily, make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.